Act Four of The Woman's Prize. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Woman's Prize, or The Tamer Tamed, by John Fletcher. Act Four, Scene One. Enter Moroso and Petronius. That I do love her is without all question, and most extremely, dearly, most exactly and that i would even now this present monday before all others maids wives women widows of what degree or calling marry her as certain too but to be made a whim-wham a jib-crack and a gentleman of the first house for all my kindness to her how you take it thou get a wench thou get a dozen nightcaps wouldst have her come and lick thee like a calf and blow her nose and bust thee not so neither what wouldst thou have her do do as she should do put on a clean smock and to church and marry and then to bed a god's name this is fair play and keeps the king's peace let her leave her bobs I have had too many of them, and her quillets, she's as nimble that way as an eel. But in the way she ought, to me especially, a sow of lead is swifter. Quote thy griefs down. Give fair quarter. I am old and crazy and subject to much fumbling, I confess it. Yet something I would have that swarm to hatch me. But understand me i would have it so i buy not more repentance in the bargain than the ware's worth i have if you allow me worthy your son-in-law and your allowance do it a way of credit let me show so and not be troubled in my visitations with blows and bitterness and downright railings as if we were to couple like two cats with clawing and loud clamour thou fond man hast thou forgot the ballad crabbed age can may and january match together and ne'er a storm between em say she abuse thee put case she do well nay believe she does i do believe she does and devilishly art thou a whit the worse that's not the matter i know being old tis fit i am abused i know tis handsome and i know moreover i am to love her for it now you come to me nay more than this i find too and find certain what gold i have pearl bracelets rings or ouches or what she can desire gowns petticoats waistcoats embroidered stockings scarfs cowls feathers hats five-pound garters muffs masks ruffs and ribbons i am to give her for it tis right you are so but when i have done all this and think it duty is it requisite another bore my nostrils riddle me that go get you gone and dream she's thine within these two days for she is so the boy's beside the saddle get warm broths and feed a pace think not of worldly business it cools the blood leave off your tricks they are hateful and mere forerunners of the ancient measures contrive your beard of the top cut like vendogos it shows you would be wise unburn your nightcap it looks like half a winding sheet that urges from a young wench nothing but cold repentance you may eat onions 
so you'll not be lavish. I am glad of that. They purge the blood and quicken. But after em, conceive me, sweep your mouth, and where there wants a tooth, stick in a clove. Shall I hope once again say it? You shall, sir, and you shall have your hope. Why, there's a match, then. Enter Bianca and Tranio. You shall not find me wanting. Get you gone. Here's the old man. He'll think you were plotting else something against his new son. Exit Tranio. Fare ye well, sir. Exit Moroso. And every buck had his doe, and every cock called a bell at his toe. Oh, what sport should we have then, then, boys, then? Oh, what sport should we have then? This is the spirit that inspires them all. Give you good even. A word with you, sweet lady. I am very hasty, sir. So you were, ever. Well, what's your will? Was not your skilful hand in this last stratagem? Were not your mischiefs eking the matter on? In shutting up? Is that it? Yes. I'll tell you. Do. And truly. Good old man, I do grieve exceeding much. I fear too much. I am sorry for your heaviness. Belike you can repent, then? There you are wide, too. Not that the thing was done, conceive me rightly, does any way molest me. What then, lady? But that I was not int, there's my sorrow. There, now you understand me. For I'll tell you, it was so sound a piece, and so well carried, and if you mark the way so handsomely, of such a height, and excellence, and art, I have not known a braver. For, conceive me, when the gross fool her husband would be sick. Pray, stay. Nay, good, your patience, and no sense for it. Then stepped your daughter in. By your appointment. I would it had, on that condition I had but one half smock. I like it so well, and like an excellent cunning woman cured me one madness with another, which was rare, and to our weak beliefs a wonder. Hang ye, for surely if your husband look not to ye, I know what will. I humbly thank your worship. And so I take my leave. You have a hand, I hear, too. I have two, sir. In my young daughter's business. Mm, you will find there a fitter hand than mine to reach her frets, and play down-diddle to her. I shall watch ye. Do. And I shall have justice. Where? That's all one. I shall be with you at a turn henceforward. Get you a posset, too. And so good even, sir. Exeunt. Enter Petruchio, Jaques, and Pedro. And as I told your worship, all the hangings, brass, pewter, plate, even to the very looking-glasses. And that that was hung for our defence, the armour, and the march beer was going too. Ah, Jaques! What a sad sight that was! Even the two rundlets, the two that was our hope of Muscadel, never better tongue tripped over. Those two cannons, to better brawn with all at Christmas, sir, even those two lovely twins, the enemy had almost cut off clean. Go trim the house up, and put the things in order as they were. Exit Pedro and Jaques. 
I shall find time for all this. Could I find her but constant anyway, I had done my business. Were she a whore directly, or a scold, an unthrift, or a woman made to hate me, I had my wish, and knew which way to rein her. But while she shows all these, and all their losses, a kind of linsey woolsey mingled mischief, not to be guessed at, and, whether true or borrowed, not certain neither what hap had I, and what a tidy fortune when my fate flung me upon this bare whelp. Here she comes, now. Enter Maria. If she have a colour, for the fault is a cleanly one, upon my conscience, I shall forgive her yet, and find a something certain I married for. Her wit. I'll mark her. Not let his wife come near him in his sickness? Not come to comfort him? She that all laws of heaven and nations have ordained his second? Is she refused? And two old paradoxes, pieces of five and fifty, without faith clapped in upon him? He's a little pet that all young wives must follow necessary, having their maidenheads. This is an axiom I never heard before. Or say rebellion, if we durst be so foul, which two fair words, alas, win us from, in an hour, an instant, we are so easy, make him so forgetful both of his reason, honesty, and credit, as to deny his wife a visitation? His wife that, though she was a little foolish, loved him, oh, heaven forgive her for it, nay, doted, nay, had run mad had she not married him. Though I do know this falser than the devil, I cannot choose but love it. What do I know but those that came to keep him might have killed him? In what a case had I been then? I dare not believe him such a base, debauched companion, that one refusal of a tender maid would make him feign this sickness out of need, and take a keeper to him of fourscore to play at billiards, one that mewed content and all her teeth together, not come near him. This woman would have made a most rare Jesuit. She can prevaricate on anything. There was not to be thought a way to save her in all imagination beside this. His unkind dealing, which was worst of all, in sending who knows whether all the plate and all the household stuff, had I not crossed it by a great providence, and my friend's assistance, which he will thank me one day for, alas, I could have watched as well as they, have served him in any use, better and willinger. The law commands me to do it, love commands me, and my own duty charges me. Heaven bless me! And now I have said my prayers, I'll go to her. Are you a wife for any man? For you, sir. If I were worse, I were better. That you are well, at least that you appear so, I thank heaven. Long may it hold, and that you are here I am glad too. But that you have abused me wretchedly, and such a way that shames the name of husband, such a malicious, mangy way, so mingled, never look strangely on me, I dare tell you, with breach of honesty, care, kindness, manners. Holla, you kick too fast. Was I a stranger? Or had I vowed perdition to your person? Am I not married to you? Tell me that. I would, I could not tell you. Is my presence, the stock I come from, which is worshipful, if I should say right worshipful, I lied not, my grandsire was a knight. Or the shire? A soldier, which none of all thy family e'er heard of, but one conductor of thy name, a grazier that ran away with pay. Or am I grown, because I have been a little peevish to you, only to try your temper, 
such a dog-leech I could not be admitted to your presence. If I endure this, hang me. And two death's heads, two hairy groats that had their faces worn, almost their names away, too. Now hear me, for I will stay no longer. This you shall. However you shall think to flatter me for this offence, which no submission can ever mediate for, you'll find it so. Whatever you shall do by intercession, what you can offer, what your land can purchase, what all your friends or families can win, shall be but this, not to forswear your knowledge, but ever to forbear it. Now your will, sir. Thou art the subtlest woman I think living. I am sure the lewdest. Now be still and mark me. Were I but any way addicted to the devil, I should now think I had met a playfellow to profit by, and that way the most learned that ever taught to murmur. Tell me, thou, thou most poor, paltry, spiteful whore, do you cry? I'll make you roar before I leave. Your pleasure? Was it not sin enough, thou fruiterer, full of the fall thou eatst? Thou devil's broker, thou seminary of all sedition, thou sword of vengeance, with a thread hung o'er us, was it not sin enough and wickedness in full abundance? Was it not vexation at all points, cap a -pay? Nay, I shall pinch you, thus, like a rotten rascal, to abuse the name of heaven, the tie of marriage, the honour of thy friends, the expectation of all that thought thee virtuous, with rebellion, childish and base rebellion, but continuing after forgiveness, too, and worse your mischief, and against him, setting the hope of heaven by, and the dear reservation of his honour, nothing above ground could have won to hate thee. Well, go thy ways. Yes. You shall hear me out first. What punishment mayst thou deserve, thou thing, thou idle thing of nothing, thou pulled primrose that two hours after art a weed and withered, for this last flourish on me? Am I one selected out of all the husbands living to be so ridden by a tit of ten pence? Am I so blind and bedrid? I was mad, and had the plague, and no man must come near me. I must be shut up, and my substance bezzled, and an old woman watch me. Well, sir, well, you may well glory in it. And when it comes to opening, tis my plot. I must undo myself forsooth. Dost hear me? If I should beat thee now, as much may be, dost thou not well deserve it, all thy conscience? Dost thou not cry, come beat me? I defy you. And my last loving tears farewell. The first stroke, the very first you give me, if you dare strike, try me, and you shall find it so forever never to be recalled. I know you love me, mad, till you have enjoyed me. I do turn utterly from you. And what man I meet first, that has but spirit to deserve a favour, let him bear any shape, the worse the better, shall kill you and enjoy me. What I have said about your foolish sickness, ere you have me as you would have me, you shall swear is certain, and challenge any man that dares deny it, and in all companies approve my actions. And so farewell for this time. Exit, Mariah. Grief go with thee. If there be any witchcrafts, herbs, or potions, saying my prayers backward, fiends, or fairies, that can again unlove me, I am made. Exit. Scene two. Enter Bianca and Tronio. Mistress, you must do it. Are the writings ready, I told you of? Oh, yes, they are ready, but to what use I know not. You're an ass. You must have all things construed. Yes, <laughs> and pierced too, or I find little pleasure. Now you are knavish. Go to, fetch Roland hither presently. 
your twenty pound lies bleeding else. She is married within these twelve hours, if we cross it not, and see the papers of one size. Ha! I have ye! And for disposing of em. If I fail you, now I have found the way, you use martial law, and cut my head off with a handsaw. Well, sir. Petronius and Moroso, I'll see sent for. About your business, go! I am gone. Exit Tranio. Enter Livia. Ho, Livia! Who's there? A friend of yours. Lord, how you look now, as if you had lost a carrick. Oh, Bianca, I am the most undone, unhappy woman. Be quiet, wench. Thou shalt be done, and done, and done, and double done, or all shall split for it. No more of these minced passions, they are mangy, and ease thee of nothing but a little wind. An apple will do more. Thou fearest moroso. Even as I fear the gallows. Keep thee there still. And you love Roland? Say. If I say not, I am sure I lie. What wouldst thou give that woman, in spite of all his anger, and thy fear, and all thy father's policy, that could clap ye within these two nights quietly into a bed together? How? Why, fairly, at half-sword man and wife. Now the red blood comes. I marry, now the matter's changed. Bianca, methinks you should not mock me. Mock a pudding! I speak good honest English, and good meaning. I should not be ungrateful to that woman. I know thou wouldst not. Follow but my counsel, and if thou hast him not, despite of fortune, let me never know a good night more. You must be very sick at the instant. Well, what follows? And in that sickness send for all your friends, your father, and your fever-old Moroso, and Roland shall be there too. What of these? Do you not twitter yet? Of this shall follow that which shall make thy heart leap, and thy lips venture as many kisses as the merchants do dollars to the East Indies. You shall know all. But first, walk in and practice. Pray, be sick. I do believe you, and I am sick. Do. To bed, then, come, and I'll send away your servants. Post for your fool and father, and good fortune, as we mean honesty, now strike an upshot. Exeunt. Scene three. Enter Tranio and Roland. Nay, on my conscience, I have lost my money. But that's all one. I'll never more persuade you. I see you are resolute, and I commend you. But did she send for me? You dare believe me? I cannot tell. You have your ways for profit allowed you, Tranio, as well as I have to avoid them, fear. No, on my word, sir, I deal directly with you. Enter servant. How now, fellow? Whither post you so fast? Oh, sir, my master. Pray, did you see my master? Why your master? Sir, his jewel with a gilded button. My pretty mistress Livia. What of her? Is fallen sick o' the sudden. How o' the sullens? O' the sudden, sir, I say very sick. It seems she hath got the toothache with raw apples. It seems you have got the headache, sir. Very well, sir. You did not see my master. Who told you so? No, no, he did not see him. Exit servant. Farewell, blue bottle. What should her sickness be? For you it may be. Yes, when my brains are out I may believe it. Never before, I'm sure. Yet I may see her, 
twill be a point of honesty it will sir it may be not too you would fain be fingering the old sin offering of two hundred tranio how daintily and cunningly you drive me up like a deer to the toil yet i may leap it and what's the woodman then a loser by you speak will you go or not to meet his equal come what goes less nay not a penny roland shall i have liberty of conscience which by interpretation is ten kisses hang me if i affect her yet it may be this horse and manners will require a struggling of two and twenty or by our lady thirty by our lady i'll require no wager then for if you kiss so often and no kindness i have lost my speculation i'll allow you speak like a gamster now it may be two under a dozen tranio there's no setting you shall have forty shillings wink at small faults say i take twenty come by all that's honest i do it but to vex her i'll know by blows if you can love her do if you can hate her or any else that loves you prithee tranio though i fare well twenty pounds will not undo me you have my resolution and your money which since you are so stubborn if i forfeit make me a jack-o'-lent and break my shins for untagged points and compters i'll go with you but if thou gett'st a penny by the bargain a parting kiss is lawful i allow it knock out my brains with apples yet a bargain i tell you i'll know bargains win and wear it thou art the strangest fellow <laughs> that's all one along then twenty pound more if thou darest i give her not a good word not a penny exeunt scene four enter petruchio jaques and pedro prithee entreat her come i will not trouble her above a word or two ere i endure this life exit pedro and with a woman and a vowed one to all the mischief she can lay upon me i'll go to plough again and eat leek porridge begging's a pleasure to it not to be numbered no there be other countries jaques for me and other people yea and other women if i have need here's money there's your ware which is fair dealing and the sun they say shines as warm there as here and till i have lost either myself or her i care not whether nor which first will your worship hear me and utterly outworn the memory of such a curse as this none of my nation shall ever know me more out alas sir what a strange way do you run anyway so i outrun this rascal methinks now if your good worship could but have the patience the patience why the patience why i'll tell you could you but have the patience well the patience to laugh at all she does or when she rails to have a drum beaten o'er the top of the house to give the neighbors warning of her alarms as i do when my wife rebels thy wife thy wife's a pigeon to her a mere slumber the dead of night's not stiller nor an iron mill but thy wife is certain well that's false doctrine you never read of a certain woman thou know'st her way i should do i am sure i have ridden it night and day this twenty year but mine is such a drench of balderdash such a strange carded cunningness the rainbow when she hangs bent in heaven sheds not her colours quicker and more than this deceitful woman weaves in her dyes of wickedness enter pedro what says she nay not a word sir but she pointed to me as though she meant to follow pray sir bear it even as you may i need not teach your worship the best men have their crosses we are all mortal what ails the fellow and no doubt she may sir what may she or what does she 
Or what is she? Speak and be hanged. She's mad, sir. Heaven continue it. Amen, if it be his pleasure. How mad is she? As mad as heart can wish, sir. She has dressed herself, saving your worship's reverence, just i the cut of one of those that multiply in the suburbs for single money, and as dirtily. If any speaks to her, first she whistles, and then she begins her compass with her fingers, and points to what she would have. What new way is this? There came in Master Sophocles. And what did Master Sophocles when he came in? Get my trunks ready, sirrah. I'll be gone straight. He's here to tell you she's horn mad. Enter Sophocles. Call ye this a woman? Yes, sir, she is a woman. Sir, I doubt it. I had thought you had made experience. Yes, I did so, and almost with my life. You rid too fast, sir. Pray be not mistaken. By this hand your wife's as chaste and honest as a virgin. For anything I know, tis true she gave me a ring. For rutting. You are much deceived still. Believe me, I never kissed her since. And now, coming in visitation, like a friend, I think she is mad, sir. Suddenly she started, and snatched the ring away, and drew her knife out, to what intent I know not. Is this certain? As I am here, sir. I believe you honest, and pray continue so. Enter Maria. She comes. Now, damsel, what will your beauty do if I forsake you? Do you deal by signs and tokens? As I guess then you'll walk abroad this summer and catch captains or hire a piece of holy ground in the suburbs and keep a nest of nuns. Oh, do not stir her. You see in what a case she is. She is dogged, and in a beastly case, I am sure. I'll make her, if she have any tongue yet tattle. Sophocles, prithee, observe this woman seriously, and eye her well. And when thou hast done, but tell me, for thou hast understanding, in what case my sense was when I chose this thing. I'll tell you I have seen a sweeter. An hundred times cry oysters. There's a poor beggar wench about Blackfriars runs on her breech. Maybe an empress to her. Nay, now you are too bitter. Never a whit, sir. I'll tell thee, woman, for now I have day to see thee. And all my wits about me, and I speak not out of passion neither. Leave your mumping. I know you're well enough. Now would I give a million but to vex her. When I chose thee to make a bedfellow, I took more trouble than twenty terms can come to. Such a cause, of such a title, and so everlasting, that Adam's genealogy may be ended, ere any law find thee. I took a leprosy, nay worse, the plague, nay worse yet, a possession, and had the devil with thee. If not more, and yet worse, was a beast, and, like a beast, had my reward, a jade, to fling my fortunes. For who that had but reason to distinguish the light from darkness, wine from water, hunger from false satiety, and fox from fern-bush that would have married thee? She is not so ill. She's worse than I dare think of. She's so lewd, no court is strong enough to bear her cause. She hath neither manners, honesty, behaviour, wifehood, nor womanhood, nor any mortal can force me think she had a mother. No, I do believe her steadfastly and know her to be a woman-wolf by transmigration. Her first form was of ferrets underground. She kills the memories of men. Not yet. Do you think she's sensible of this? I care not. Be what she will. The pleasure I take in her, thus I blow off. The care I took to love her, like this point I untie, and thus I loose it. The husband I am to her, thus I sever. My vanity, farewell. Yet, for you have been so near me, as to bear the name of wife, my unquenched charity shall tell you thus much, though you deserve it well, 
you shall not beg what I ordained your jointure, honestly you shall have settled on you, and half my house. The other half shall be employed in prayers. That meritorious charge I'll be at also, yet to confirm you Christian. Your apparel and what belongs to build up such a folly keep, I beseech you, it infects our uses, and now I am for travel. Now I love you, and now I see you are a man, I'll talk to you, and I forget your bitterness. How now, man? O Pliny, if thou wilt be ever famous, make but this woman all thy wonders. Sure, sir, you have hit upon a happy course, a blessed, and what will make you virtuous? She'll ship me. A way of understanding I long wished for, and now tis come. Take heed you fly not back, sir. Methinks you look a new man to me now, a man of excellence. And now I see some great design set in you. You may think now, and so may most that know me, twere my part weakly to weep your loss and to resist you, nay, hang about your neck, and like a dotard urge my strong tie upon you. But I love you, and all the world shall know it, beyond woman, and more prefer the honour of your country, which chiefly you are born for, and may perfect, the uses you may make of other nations, the ripening of your knowledge, conversation, the full ability and strength of judgment, than any private love or wanton kisses. Go worthy, man, and bring home understanding. This were an excellent woman to breed schoolmen. For if the merchant through unknown seas plough to get his wealth, then, dear sir, what must you to gather wisdom? Go, and go alone, only your noble mind for your companion, and if a woman may win credit with you, go far, too far you cannot, still the farther the more experience finds you, and go sparing, one meal a week will serve you, and one suit through all your travels, for you'll find it certain, the poorer and the baser you appear, the more you look through still. Dost hear her? Yes. What would this woman do if she were suffered upon a new religion? Make us pagans. I wonder that she writes not. Then, when time and fullness of occasion have new-made you, and squared you from a sot into a senior, or, nearer, from a jade into a courser, come home an aged man, as did Ulysses, and I your glad Penelope. That must have as many lovers as I languages, and what she does with one in the day, in the night undo it with another. Much that way, sir, for in your absence it must be my honour, that, that must make me spoken of hereafter, to have temptations, and not little ones, daily and hourly offered me, and strongly, almost believed against me, to set off the faith and loyalty of her that loves you. What should I do? Why, by my, I would travel? Did not you mean so? Alas, no, nothing less, man. I did it but to try, sir. She is the devil, and now I find it, for she drives me. I must go. Are my trunks down there? Are my horses ready? Sir, for your house, and if you please to trust me with that you leave behind. Bring down the money. As I am able, and to my poor fortunes, I'll govern as a widow. I shall long to hear of your well-doing and your profit, and when I hear not from you once a quarter, I'll wish you in the Indies or Cataya. Those are the climes must make you. How's the wind? She'll wish me out of the world anon. For France, tis very fair. Get you aboard to-night, sir, and lose no time. You know the tide stays no man. I have cold meats ready for you. Fare thee well. Thou hast fooled me out of the kingdom with a vengeance, and thou canst fool me in again. Not I, sir, 
I love you better. Take your time and pleasure. I'll see you horsed. I think thou wouldst see me hanged, too, were I but half as willing. Anything that you think well of I dare look upon. You'll bear me to the land's end, Sophocles, and other of my friends, I hope. Never doubt, sir. You cannot want companions for your good. I am sure you'll kiss me ere I go. I have business, and stay long here I must not. Get thee going, for if thou tarriest but another dialogue, I'll kick thee to thy chamber. Fare you well, sir, and bear yourself, I do beseech you, once more, since you have undertaken doing wisely, manly, and worthily, tis for my credit. And for those flying fames here of your follies, your gambols, and ill-breeding of your youth, for which I understand you take this travel, nothing should make me leave you else. I'll deal so like a wife that loves your reputation, and the most large addition of your credit that those shall die. If you want lemon-waters, or anything to take the edge of the sea off, pray speak and be provided. Now the devil that was your first good master shower his blessing upon ye all, into whose custody— I do commit your reformation, and so I leave you to your stilo novo. Exit Maria. I will go, yet I will not. Once more, Sophocles, I'll put her to the test. You had better go. I will go, then. Let's seek my father out, and all my friends, to see me fare aboard. Then women, if there be a storm at sea, worse than your tongues can make, and waves more broken than your dissembling faiths are, let me feel nothing but tempests, till they crack my keel. Exeunt. End of Act 4